Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 121 for The Empty Nest Mom. Okay, before I begin the episode, I first want to thank all of you who have left a review, those of you who have written these beautiful words, and the stars. I really appreciate the stars, Um, but I really am grateful for you taking the time and reviewing the podcast. And I just wanted to um, start some podcasts by reading a review so that I honor the people who took the time to do it and hopefully encourage more of you to write a review from what you're hearing on this podcast. So this is from Annie. She gives five stars and says, so, so, so good. I am the mother of four small children and have benefited so much from Janet's wisdom. I am so thankful to have found this podcast. Thank you so much, Janet. May God bless you. Thank you, Annie. And all my prayers as you raise those four small children who, as you'll hear in this next episode, will grow very quickly. So thanks again, Annie. I appreciate it. Well, I'm beginning to get a little emotional because my number seven child, the last one, graduates from college in May, and then he's getting married in November. So while I'm thrilled that we don't have to do FAFSA anymore, we really are here on the edge of complete empty nest. So I wanted to just talk with my moms who are in the same stage of life as I am. Like you, I find it hard to believe that most of my children are grown and gone. When did that happen? I still make the same amount of food, but we have lots of leftovers now. Their bedrooms still look the same and some of their junk, I mean, some of their stuff is still here and yet they aren't. When I stop and let myself think about it, there is an overwhelming sadness that my mommy time is gone. Six children in eight and a half years was hard. Number seven, making his debut five years later when I was 39, was hard. Living without them here, without the sound of musical instruments, the rollerblading in the basement, the home run derby out in the backyard with at least one child crying and complaining the game wasn't fair, and without watching them grow in curiosity, creativity, and faith, is harder. My mommy time is over. But my motherhood journey is still ongoing and has added some new dimensions. Learning to be a good mother-in-law and Grandma Jan. And truth be told, I'm still unsure how to navigate this new life. Here's what I've learned so far. Number one, make peace with your mother in years. If you, like so many women, struggle with what you think you should have done, what you did poorly, or where you could have done better, I'm here to tell you, because I've had moms a little further down the road tell me, Make peace with the idea that you did your best. Were you a perfect mom? Nope, 
No, you weren't. No mom is perfect. Even those cute size four moms who looked good without makeup and a baseball cap at carpool pickup, they were not perfect either. You did your best, and you are probably pretty good at forgetting all the ways you sacrificed for your children and were there for them when they needed you most. Let go of the guilt. Their decisions don't define your motherhood. I love the days when I had control, (laughs) when I said, okay, get your coats on, let's go. And they got their coats on, and off we went. But now they make their own decisions. As adults, they decide where they're going, with whom they're going, and if they want to wear a coat. Out of my control. Our adult children will make mistakes. They will forget who they are and whose they are, and some will make serious, maybe even catastrophic decisions. But in God's wisdom, they have free will. He has given them the privilege of making their own decisions, Just as we had the freedom at their age to make our choices that didn't reflect on the goodness of our parents, neither do your children's choices define your motherhood. I know I taught my boys how to clean a house and how to put their dish in the dishwasher. Their decision as an adult to not do it doesn't reflect badly on me. It makes me a little miffed because how many times did I say, put your dish in the dishwasher? And yet, they will decide if they want to live in a clean home or not. And if not, they'll have to deal with their wife's wrath. Number two, do not compare your children with your friend's children. Just don't. Whenever we compare our husbands, our kids, ourselves, or our lives... We will always lose. It's just the way the brain works. We are great at seeing our faults and struggles, but not so great at seeing our joys and gifts. You have no idea what is happening in other people's lives. So wishing for Susie's life for your own daughter is a no-win desire. For the most part, we are good at creating an Instagram world. Well, it doesn't serve others to vomit our issues all over everyone. There tends to be an envy that develops, or maybe just a gut-wrenching longing for our children to have a life like our friends' kids, which looks so perfect, but isn't. Instead, accept and embrace your adult children for who they are. Although I don't believe that my mothering ended when they moved out, I also have to remind myself that they don't need my opinion all the time. They will choose their own life, and it may look completely different from the one I would have chosen for them. Also remember that young adults have a lot to contend with. You may wish for more progress in maturity, but maturing will happen at their pace no matter how much you wish it would happen faster. Number three, tend to your marriage. Many couples neglect their spouse during the raising of children. The urgent children always tends to trump the important, our marriage. If this has happened in your relationship and you feel you and your spouse are not as connected as you would like or are living separate lives in the same home, it would be an excellent gift to you, your grown children, 
and the future grandbabies to reconnect and reignite your relationship with your spouse. But it has to be intentional. It won't just happen. Begin by courting again. Maybe you need to have a discussion with your husband, expressing your need and desire to put your relationship first, to create new memories, nurture old and new ones, and just grow side by side, just the two of you again. You will probably find that although your husband may not have verbalized his need, he needs the same thing. Truth be told, our husbands have always needed us. They have patiently waited while we tended to our children's needs. Now it is his turn and our turn, and it's never too late. Number four, cultivate new friendships. The demand of raising our family often led us with less time than we wanted to spend with friends. They also had their own families and craziness, but now we are all looking around saying, hey, let's get together. Be brave and daring in reaching out to people for fellowship. Don't think they must already have friends they've had for years. Why would they want to start a new friendship? My parents' closest friends were relationships that they began in their 50s. It's never too late to begin friendships. We need to laugh. We need to be with others who are at the same point of the parenting journey to support each other and feel their support. Number five, let, air quotes, God have control. I say let God have control, but just so you know, I know he's always been in control, but that's been my lifelong battle to surrender, to let him have control. (laughs) Has it been your lifelong battle too? Living the life of an empty nest mom really drives home the idea that I'm not in control, not in control of my children's lives, nor mine. When you give up trying to control, worry subsides. The stress dissipates, and peace really begins. God loves our children more than we do. Is that even possible? It's true. And when our hearts ache because our adult children are lonely or experiencing serious disappointments, do we trust that God loves them more than we do? Do we trust that all that they are going through will, in the end, help them become better people? I know it's hard, and I'm there with you, sweet friend. Let's bring our children to God in our prayer and let God have his control. And finally, rest and renew. As an empty nest mom, you have the time now to nurture yourself and what you love. I'm a firm believer that mothering is the greatest honor and opportunity that God can give to anyone. I also believe that if there is more you want to do with your life, don't decide you are too old or too late to do something you love. I started this podcast at the age of 58. Who does that? Crazy people. (laughs) Take time for yourself. Nurture you and be brave and bold to do something new with your life. But first pray. Find out what God wants from you. 
Never in a million years did I think I would learn the ridiculous amount of tech that I need to know in order to be online these days, have a membership for moms with Zoom calls and Canva and PDFs. And of course, I never imagined that I would go through a life coach training program where I would learn all about brain science and how to help women choose the thoughts that will create the life that they want. I also didn't expect the number of women seeking advice and coaching from me, but God had it all figured out. While I wasn't looking, God was preparing me. Getting an education degree, raising seven children, homeschooling, teaching, giving talks on marriage and parenting, and learning, really learning and living my faith. God was connecting the dots so I would be ready and available for other women when he decided it was time. For what has God prepared you? You've raised children, balanced budgets, stretched money further than you ever thought, solved problems, dried tears, shouted your encouragement at baseball games, praised the writer, the artist, and the performer. You have fed the hungry, gave drink to the thirsty, comforted the afflicted, and stayed up all night with the sick. Maybe you have stayed in a marriage when there were probably times you wanted to leave. You've been strong, resilient, kind, and loving. And now it's time to let the Spirit shine through you. In Romans 12, verse 6 through 8, we read, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Dear Empty Nest Mom, my sister in Christ, How are you now going to share your gifts? Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at findingjoyinmotherhood.com.